Biolog is connection, conversation, community. We believe life is better when we are connecting through relationships. Thank you for joining us. Today I want to talk about call it out. Sometimes in life we encounter situations or are involved in dynamics that are a little frustrating for us. And sometimes we ask God to take us away from these situations. We don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's frustrating. We feel restricted. There can be many reasons. I remember listening to a post on Facebook about, and it was Viola Davis. And she was talking about when she was younger and her parents were fighting and she started screaming and ran into the bathroom, I think it was. And then uh, she continued screaming and she said to God that if you love me, if you care about me, you'll take me away from this. And when I open my eyes, when I count to five and open my eyes, I want to be gone. Hear me? She did it. And when she opened her eyes, as we all can guess, or surmise, she was still there. That spoke to me because I believe that each one of us can remember situations where that has been the case. I know for me, I definitely can. We ask God to take us away from a situation and we open our eyes and we are still there. I loved what she said after because what she said was pretty much that her being in that situation pretty much further in her life helped her because she helped her to help others because she understood what it felt to be in this place or in this situation. She had a point of reference that she can deeply understand and connect with others in those places. And that is what I learned in that place as well. It was a place that I was in that I did not want to be in. And I fought so hard in my mind with it because I just didn't want to be there. So there was frustration, there was stress and everything that goes along with it. And I learned and I, I struggled very much with it. And I would say continuously to God, I would pray to be out of the situation for him to, you know, change things. And every time I said the same like she did, I would give a date. By this time, this is over. I would pray. I would thank God for it. And then that time would come and I was still there. And this happened time after time again. Week after week, month after month, year after year. Until I finally said, what is it that you want me to do in this place? Because I know you are my father and you love me. No one can tell me any differently. I've walked with you long enough. I've experienced you long enough that I know that you are not doing this to hurt or to harm me or allowing this rather to hurt or to harm me. I know that you are not making this situation happen. What is it that you want me to see? 
What is it that you want me to do? So I started to stop at instead of thinking of myself and my own discomfort, I started to look outside of myself to look at what he was allowing me to see, what he was exposing me to. And one of my struggles was that I did see it, but I didn't see anything that I can do about it. And it was just very uncomfortable. And I just didn't want to be in a situation. I didn't create the situation. I don't want to be in the situation. It has nothing to do with me. And so as I continued to really look and take assessment of what he was exposing me to, I decided that I would tuck it away. Because maybe in me, I think that there is nothing that I can do in the ways that I see change needs to be made. But obviously, if he's allowing me to see this, then somehow I am some type of answer. And even though I don't know what that is as yet, I'm just going to take stock and tuck it in this place in my heart and mind and remember everything about it every aspect of it, not just looking from my point of view, but looking at different points of view, no matter how painful it was, and just observe and keep it with me. And so as I did that, I started to walk differently. I stopped giving ultimatums of dates to which this season would end. I knew eventually that it would, and I knew that it was all in God's hands. And I knew the longer that I fought it, the longer that I was frustrated, the longer that I refused to align with what it is that he wanted from me in that place and in that season, the longer it would go on. And so I stopped fighting and I just sat still. And I did what I needed to do in the places that I could. I spoke up when I could. I observed and I tucked away information so that whenever in the future, because I knew there was something that he would want me to do with it, I did not know what, and I still ultimately don't because his ways are different than our ways. In my mind, I'm seeing this needs to change, that needs to change, this needs to change. And the only way to do that is in this area, that area, and this area. But I am not you know, drawn to any of those areas. So, as I said, moves on. I walked forward and I tucked things away. So when I came out of that season, and something someone said to me as well, they mentioned this is um, cultivating patience in you. And I said to myself, patience for what? If this is cultivating patience, more patience than I had before, then I don't even want to know what this is cultivating patience for. I'm going to need more patience than this because this is a lot. And so I thought about that and I tucked that away too. I don't want to be involved in something that's going to need more patience. This requires so much of me already. And I think a lot of times when we see different things happening either in our homes, in our families, in our communities, in the world, we think, what can I do? And sometimes we move in a way that we think is the answer, but it's not. And the one who has the answer or who placed the answer in us is the one who can reveal to us 
the strategy to walk in that answer that he created us to be. And it may not look the way that we originally thought. I may think to change the justice system that I need to become a lawyer. I need to be then become a judge. But that may not be the way that God wants me to do it. Maybe he wants me to create a nonprofit. Maybe he wants me to create a system or a organization that, you know, pretty much makes a type of way for people that are coming out of the justice system to move in the world after they have been incarcerated. Maybe it's to align a group of people that can fight for these people before they even end up in the justice system. Maybe it's in creating a community or an initiative that, you know, grabs hold of the people or that are likely to end up in those situations when they're young so that you interrupt a pathway of life. There are so many ways that an answer can be had, and we are not all called to be every answer. But we are called to be the answer that we were created to be in a way that affects or hits the target with the most effectiveness, the most direct effectiveness. And the only way that we can do that is to get that strategy from God. I think about this in different areas of my life because I realize too that God doesn't just call us to be one answer. Sometimes I think some of us, when we give some or God gives us something to do, that we think, oh, okay, this is it. And then we do that, especially if it was a long, hard road. And, and then we realize that, you know what, that's not the only thing. Or maybe it's just me. <laughs> After that long period, which was, you know, the hardest that I have ever experienced. Afterwards, I said, what is next? You would think that I would say, oh, I don't want, I want to rest for the rest of my life. But I said, what is next? What else, where else do you need me to be? What else do you want me to do? Where else do you want to place me to affect change? Because I knew within me that it wasn't just in that area that he had called me to. That process was over. What was done in that season was done and it was accomplished. And so now, what else? Where else are we going? What else are we doing? And as I sought direction and strategy, I knew that it had to be in the vein of what I was called to and what I knew was in me. And so I started to take assessment of different things. But in one particular area, the one that I want to talk about today, I realized a portion of what he has always placed in me that I saw that has always been effective. And my apologies if you're hearing background noise. We are fostering some orphan kittens and they are jumping around. <laughs> so there's no quiet place in the house right now. But as we go on, I said to myself, 
I know you've called me to be an answer in this area. And once again, I feel in a place where I am frustrated because I feel as though I am doing what you have asked me to do, but I don't see the progress that I want to see. And uh, the other day, a friend spoke to me and mentioned the conversation that she hears me have with one of my daughters and mentioned that it's something that she has had to learn, just her and God. And she's learning this as an adult on her own with God. And so mentioning the part as far as if she had that, and she would say this at different points in time about if she had that at the age that my child does. And I said to myself, I thought to myself, that is interesting because I know I had mentioned it to her before. My relationship with her as an extended family member, because we have known each other for decades, and she is a family member to me. And so in my observation of her walk through life, at the points of times that we were connected, that we are connected is what pushes me part of what pushed me regarding my child, because I wanted, I saw a lot of similarities and we've talked about this because she mentioned it as well, that my daughter reminds her of her when she was younger. And so that fueled me my observation of that as well fueled me because I said to myself that I want a different outcome for my daughter. The things that she has had to learn on her own and still walk through with God as a adult are the things that I want my daughter to get as a child so that she can walk in wholeness sooner. And so it was very interesting because just recently, as I said, she mentioned that. And I said to myself, because it made me think to myself, the observation of my daughter in the past few days, because at points in time, it was just, you know, I am doing what I need to do. And there would be a frustration level when there are steps back. Because it would be like a cycle. We're going good, then steps back. And that setback stays for a while. And you don't know when it's going to end. And then we go good and then setback. And then we go good and we, and it's a continual cycle is that it was. And so that I don't end up in a continual place of frustration. What I would do is I would kind of turn a certain part of myself off so that I don't get frustrated. And so I would do what I need to do. If I saw improvement, I wouldn't get too excited about it because it may, you know, as we have been through this cycles. So it was very interesting because as I observed, and because when, you know, everything is good and, you know, regulated, I, of course, noticed that and I start timing to myself. 
how many days is this going? And as the days go by, like if it's one day and then another day and then another day and, you know, because in my mind, I always think, when will be the point in time that this sticks? Like, when will be the point in time that this sticks for longer periods of time? Not just a day or two, possibly a week, but for a month, two months. When will that day be? But I've learned within myself, too, as far as expectation. Because when you are walking with someone who is in a journey to change a trajectory or a foundation that had been laid, it's a commitment. It is a commitment. And my focus is dismantling brick by brick that damaging foundation that was laid prior to us coming together and to understand and I do understand that the developmental time that that foundation was laid is one of the most valuable I can say for lack of a better word in a human being's life that really sets the tone for the rest of your life and so that makes it even more challenging because you're setting something that basically has become a makeup in brain and in view of world, in view of relationship, in view of connection, in view of communication and said, this is what it is. And you're completely dismantling that. And so it is a step-by-step -step process. It is a process of patience, but I know what I am to do. And I know that for me, I have to emulate patience. I have to move in a way where my expectation isn't up here. To say, let me set my expectation down here. Not because that is all that it is, or that's the only place that can be reached. But I have found for myself in walking in times like these, and it can be relational to other things. It can be relational to sometimes we have family members, you know, that are involved in different things, you know, behavior that is damaging to them mentally, emotionally, physically, whether it be addiction, I mean, there, whether it be mental health, different things. And if we are called to be that person to stand with them, that requires a certain mindset, a certain way to move and a certain understanding. Because while in life, everything is a choice. If you are dealing with someone who the epitome of who they are has been this, and then now the mindset needs to be changed to this. That is a constant decision that needs to be made and applied. 
And we, as humans, have a thing about comfort. We love our comfort, even if that comfort is damaging, even if that comfort is hurtful, because at least we know how to move in that place. We know. We know what to expect. We know where this, you know, what coming from what direction. We know this. So even if it's something that's not healthy, sometimes as humans, we prefer to be in that situation than to be in a situation of the unknown or to be in a situation where we have to put in extra work because to be someone else, to develop into someone else, to move a different way is not only a decision, but you know, you have to say to yourself, and it's a fight against yourself mentally, and it could be physically as well, because you know that this is how you used to do this. And it can be likened to becoming a believer. Because if we were in the world for a long period of time, and you become a believer as an adult, etc., you know how to move in the world. There are things that, you know, once again, you know, feel good. But that are not beneficial to us. But we know that and it feels good. So then we have to say to ourselves, no, I'm going to walk this way. And it's not just a decision, but it's also what other decisions do we need to make to uphold that decision? We may decide I'm not going to be drinking in the club anymore. That's a decision. But there are other decisions that need to be made to uphold that decision. Because if I decide I'm not going to be drinking in the club anymore, then that also means I need to look at my friends. Are my friends still drinking in the club? Are they wanting to continue that or not? Because if I'm going this direction and they're still in that direction, now you have to make a decision as to what your relationship with these friends need to be in order for you to continue to walk in the direction that you have made a decision to walk in. It requires you now to move a different way. If you're used to going to the club every weekend, if, you know, Friday you get off from work and, you know, for the whole weekend you're clubbing. Now, what are you going to do with that time? So now you need to figure out what do I need to do to fill this time so that I don't feel a void that wants to pull me back to that way of life that I no longer want to be in. So making additional decisions to support our original decision. Because if we don't do that, what likely happens, and it happens a lot, is you end up going back to that other way of life. Because making the decision, the ultimate decision in itself is not sustainable without supporting movements to sustain it. I've seen this in observing different lives. I've seen this in my own life. And it's something that I take with me. And sometimes you want to be optimistic, but then you also have to be realistic. Because when it comes down to it, the only person that you can 
be responsible for and for changing is yourself. So sometimes we align with somebody and we know they want to do better. And so we help them and then they fall back and we're like, oh, God, well, I'm done with you then because this or, you know, you give them another chance and it just happens again and again and again. And you decide it's not worth it. You don't want to change. But I've learned to look beyond initial behavior to really see and ask God to help me see the heart of a person. And in doing that, not just looking at outwardly the behavior and not just hearing the words that come out of their mouth, but observing everything together. If everything together is saying this one thing, then you can go with that. Then this is, you know, where they're at at this very present moment. But if you hear just something, and it could be just a moment, it could be just a word that causes you to say, that sounds different than everything else. And you dig deeper and ask God for guidance to help you to get to that part. To really see. Because then that's telling you, well, it sounds like maybe there's a conflict here. They don't just want to go this way. They really do want to go this way, but maybe they can't see that they can do anything different. Maybe they can't see that they can change. And maybe you are the person that's to stand with them and to help and to guide them. Whereas some others, they're not ready. And that's obvious. They are not ready, have no desire to change or anything because they are loving that type of life. They don't see a reason to change until, you know, something happens normally that causes a change of heart or a change of mind or, you know, maturity or place in life. So I wanted to say call it out because in those cases where you do see that there is a change that is desired, even if it's just a fleeting moment, to grab onto that because you eventually see the fruit of it. Because you hanging on with that person feeds that part of them and makes that part of them grow. And eventually it will overtake the part of them that they want to let go of. And I've seen it time and time again. But as I said, it requires a certain way to move. It requires a certain level of patience and dedication. But then I think of God's relationship to us and Christ's relationship to us, that he died for us, even for those of us who would never accept him, even for those of us who would go our whole life not accepting him and then accept him at the last minute, or for even for those of us, you know, not just for those of us who say, okay, as soon as I heard about you, I accepted you. But those of us who heard about him, rejected him, never accepted him, Or those of us who heard about him, rejected him, then decide, okay, I'm done, you know, that fun life now. Now I'm going to listen. Now I'm going to walk with you. For all of us. So imagine the type of patience and love that requires. And that's what I try to think of. That. Emulating that patience. Emulating that love. 
and conforming myself more in his image in that way. So I say to you today to think about the different areas in your life, the different relationships that you are involved in, and how maybe we can think a little differently and call out of someone what we see in them. In engaging and in relationship and in raising my daughter, I call it out. I say, this is what it is. There is no other alternative. You are smart. You are wise. You can do this. And that I call it out. I call it out even in the face of, you know, what can be evidence to the otherwise. <laughs> but it's like, I know what's in you. And that is what I'm calling out. I'm not calling out your bloodline. I'm not calling out DNA. I'm not calling any of that out. I'm calling out what God has created in you. I'm calling out what I know of you through God's eyes. That is what I'm calling out. And in for myself, the way, as I said, that I have been able to do that most effectively, that I have learned because it's been a process to learn, is setting my expectation lower. Because it's better for me to set my expectation low and then you reach it quickly. Okay, great. Wonderful. Oh, you're taking a while to reach there? Okay, my expectation was already down here because I'm already figuring it's going to take you a while because we're talking about a whole different mindset. We're talking about a whole a way, different way of being. And I find it so interesting because she is a child. So imagine an adult. I always think of that. It should be easier as a child, you know? But I know what I'm fighting against. And I will be relentless in that. And I say to her so that she can say to herself, there is no other option. You have options in life as far as, you know, what you want to do, who you want to be, but using your thinking brain and being, you know, wise and learning and moving in a certain way, that there is no option to. You are going to be everything that God has called you to be. You are going to do everything that God has called you to do. And when it comes down to it, and I say this too, it will either go the easy way or it will go the hard way. And that's something we learn in life. God has a call on each of our lives. And we can go the easy way or we can go the hard way. I like, the, I listened to a message from Torrey Roberts and he said, it was just this past Sunday, I believe, and he said, you can either unclothe or be uncloded. You can either, and I say this myself, I say, you can either, what is it that I say? I'm sorry. You can either submit. There's a different word that I use, but you can either submit or be made to. Because there is something that God has put you in this earth to do, and he is going to call that out. 
And either you align to that willingly or you end up going through situations. He allows you to go through situations that put you in a position where you align with him. Because in order to do that thing and be that effect that he wants us to be in the area that he has called us to be effective in, we can only do that with him, with partnership with him with alignment with him, with submission to him, with connection to him, with communion to him. That is the only way it can be done. And so I say, look at the different areas in your life that are places of frustration. What is it that he wants you to learn? Look at the people that you are involved in, even people that you may try to disengage from and then you're right back involved with them again. What is it that you need to do to be the one to call it out of them? Call that higher version of themselves that they cannot see in the moment, that they may not even know is there, that they may think it's too late for them. That they may think this is just the way it is. This is how it was, you know, for my parent or my grandparent, you know, and my great grandparents. So why would it be any different for me? Or think that it's too hard for me to fight against all of this. The evidence of all of this. This is all stacked against me. I can't fight it. Maybe you are the person to tell them otherwise and call out that higher version of themselves through the lens that God sees them through because that's what he sees when he looks at us. So how can we do that for someone today? Thank you for joining Vialog. We'll see you next time.